This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. Father Brian Gross, your host for this morning. Um, happen to be here in Bismarck, North Dakota, broadcasting from St. Mary's uh, Central High School. Uh, so if over the next hour or so you all of a sudden start hearing bells, um, that is the classrooms, uh, the classes being uh, you know let out and all of that. So um, that's that sound in the background if you happen to hear it and, and are wondering. But we are joined now by Dennis and Judy Miller. Uh, and so they are uh, good farmers of the land. And so Dennis and Judy, um, thanks for, uh, for being on with us this morning. It's our, our pleasure. Yes. And Judy, good morning. Good morning, Father. So uh, the first thing I want to ask you is just where, where do you guys farm at? Well, we're um, living actually a half mile from where my dad was born and raised in about 30 miles northeast of Devil's Lake, North Dakota. Okay. Gotcha. So 30 miles northeast. So um, I was just up in Langdon. Back yeah. in February, and I gave a uh, parish mission there right before all of the COVID stuff. So, so yeah, oh, so great. I was able to, I was amazed that, you know, like, I'm from Bismarck and I'm out, a pastor out in Watford City and Alexander up in the Northwest, but I was still amazed at how flat it is. It's flat, <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> but that makes for good farming, right? I mean, it, good, yeah, good in, soil. Um, Everything has its advantages and disadvantages, and, you know, the weather is probably what um, is the most important factor in, in good farming. Right. That's right. That's right. Exactly. So why don't you tell us, uh, Judy, how about you, you speak a little bit about your family? Tell us a little bit about yourselves. You can tell us what Dennis doesn't want us to say, you know, know about him. Right? <laughs> what so. doesn't want, so. want uh, to be right. out there, is that right? That's right. That's okay. right. Okay, Father. Well, um, Dennis and I have been married for over 40 years, mm. and Great. all of those years have been spent out here, 30 miles from Devil's Lake, 40 miles from Langdon. Um, not close to, you know, not close to town. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a, it's a quiet, it's a quiet life, but I mean, it's always, uh, seasons, you know, seasons that are very busy and hectic and hurry scurry. And then there are seasons that are quiet and contemplative and allow for great, uh, times of thinking and praying and, and, uh, family time. So, uh, there's a, there's a um, a cycle, uh, and um, farmers yeah. flow with that. Also, you know, there's just a, a great deal of um, a flexibility that a person needs. That's, I guess, one of the first lessons that I needed to learn. If you you make some plans, but you're never sure. <laughs> it all depends on weather and what's needed to be done on the farm and and uh so you make your plans but you proceed with caution and you you, uh, you need to be flexible and, and quickly yeah so, uh-huh. so dennis do you guys have any kids we we have five children um our uh, uh oldest daughter lives in fargo um second daughter married lives in napoleon um with four children our she was a focused missionary and married a focused missionary. Um, our 
Kessler daughter lives in Moorhead, and um, our oldest son is uh, Father Jason Miller, a priest who is um, secretary to the bishop, uh, amongst others, duties, um, which we don't really understand. And then our youngest son was also <laughs> graduated from <laughs> seminary, and um, he graduated from seminary in um, Sacred Heart, but decided to not to go on uh, uh, into theology. So now he's um, also working at Napoleon. Awesome. So my my Catholic roots are Napoleon is a gross, see, so... Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. Sure. Oh, yeah. That's, so good place to go and settle. So... Um, <laughs> So you said you your son is Father Miller. That's great. Um, I I also want to let you know, Dennis, that as you said, you know, you don't understand some of the things that he has to do or all these. Neither do the priests understand what the bishop does either. So you're you're in good company. Sorry, that was a bad joke that I had. Definitely could not let go by. So um, why don't you tell us a little, uh, Judy or Dennis? I guess whoever wants to take the lead on it, just tell us a little bit about just about your farm. Like you know, do you have livestock? Uh, what is it that you What's it, what is it that you look forward to, especially um, during these particular days? Well, we, um, we're small grains. We, when we first moved here in 1957, moved back to uh, my dad's uh, home farm from Long Beach, California, and um, we had dairy cattle then, but it, um, I, and I enjoyed the cattle, but my dad had to be there 24-7, and when farming became more profitable in the mid mid to later 60s, he sold the dairy cows, and we went strictly to small grains. And um, we still, um, uh, currently now, we still have corn to harvest, and uh, part of the reason for that is that last year was such a disaster in, you know, physically... We finished combining corn in July 4th, and um, then Judy mentioned that your plans are always changing. Well, instead of celebrating their country's independence, we were combining corn till later that night. But anyway, that corn is almost unmarketable because it was a disaster last year, so that's still affecting us now on the farm. Hmm. So you said, you know, you had to miss celebrating the country's independence, but in some ways, right, there's a certain celebration that happens that, you know, you're able to even be able to, you know, have that, have that work and such. But, um, uh, but, but of course, when you're out there actually doing the work and you're not able to light fireworks off and perhaps have a cold, yeah. that's, and that's definitely not the case. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. so, so, um, do you, uh, kind of look forward to, what the next year is going to bring as far as, uh, you, you know, where, where is it for you, say, when you look uh, at, at the field, you look at your farm, and, and you also look at your faith. How, how do those two um, important realities sort of intersect, and, and how, how does one help the other? Um, you know, uh, I, I've thought about this a lot, and um, actually... Every year I, I try to meditate on a different scripture verse, and this year I've been meditating on um, when God cast uh, Abra- or Abraham, um, Adam and Eve from the Garden of Eden, and he told Abraham, it, he told Adam, excuse me, that um, the ground will be cursed because of you, and you shall make your living by the sweat of your brow. And 
you know, with the joys and discomforts of farming, I, I've been thinking about that and, you know, not thinking of it as much as a curse as thinking of it in the terms that God is love, and in Him there is no darkness at all. And uh, I have to admit, I haven't, I haven't come to a conclusion as to how that affects me, but, you know, I'm, I'll turn 70 years old this year, and I am, you know, praying for the ability to, as every father, I think, does, that you can pass your farm on to, you know, either your own family or, um, you know, somebody that wants to make a living on the land. Yeah, so when you look out at that field and you're thinking, like, you know, by the sweat of your brow and, and all these kinds of things, where do you recognize the blessings um, in your own life? Like, how do you see blessings uh, kind of coming into um, your family and, and so on from your experience of, of being um, on the farm? Um, I, um, both Jody and I, you know, uh, had fallen away from the church for a while, and and uh, when I came back uh, to the church on August 10th of 1977, which is the I think the ordination of uh, Padre Pio, and whom my dad went to confession to in World War II, I, I promised God that I would give him an hour each day for the rest of my life, and, and that I would obey him in whatever I felt like he'd asked me to do. And um, so, you know, farming has allowed me to um, start each day with prayer, and I, I don't have to answer to the time clock someplace, and um, um, God, is, God has really been um, faithful to us, even though I still suffer from frustrations <laughs> more often than not, but, <laughs> you know, yeah. God, God has been faithful, and, and He's provided for us, and our, our children have all been healthy, and, and um, uh, you know, I, I just, uh, you know, we've all tried to remain faithful to the sacraments, and, uh, you know, I, I, I hope God is not as frustrated with me as I get in, in the surroundings sometimes, but, you know, we try, we try to uh, serve Him, and we know that, you know, we see through the weather events and whatever that uh, God reigns on the just and the unjust, and that He's in control of everything. I sometimes joke, you know, at different times of the year, um, like spring and so on. Like, I, I want the f I you know, tell the farmers that they should just bring in like a plot map of their, and then you just like tell God how much rain we want on. Like, I want, <laughs> and then and then the, the priest can like put that on the altar. Okay, okay, Lord, we need about one inch here. We need two inch, you know, uh, and then He can just okay. like, take care of it. What do you think? Would that be a good idea? Wonderful, wonderful idea. <laughs> so, Judy, how about you? Can you talk about some of the the blessings that you've experienced? You know, hardships as well, obviously, as, as Dennis has mentioned. Um, well, um, the thing that comes to my mind is, you know, just, again, the idea of Dennis saying, you know, in, in a lot of ways, in this business profession, in this calling or secondary vocation of farming, you the one of the blessings is that you do have um, uh, an opportunity to make your own decisions, and, and you're not having to um, 
answer to a boss or uh, uh, and so even things like Sunday, which was a big thing for our family, one of the ways in which throughout all of years we did not work on Sunday, it was and we were free to to make that choice, and so we, as a family, really tried to set Sunday aside as a special, special day of the week. And whether that was, you know, having pancake, eggs, and bacon after mass every Sunday, lighting a candle, just simple things to make it uh, uh, that Sunday is a special day. And we start with the Lord and resting and resting. And the tractor and the combine and the trucks, everything stayed quiet that day. So um, we're just thankful for those opportunities like that, that no matter what the culture around us was doing and as Sunday opening happened and mm-hmm. yeah. part in our yeah, culture, we do that. Yeah, you have that opportunity to... to to freely choose um, what you know it is that God desires and obviously what's, you know, what's best for your family. Um, Dennis and Judy, we're coming up here uh, on a break. Uh, we're going to take a break for a minute or two. Um, so we're going to head to that. But when we come back, I want to talk a little bit more about um, some of the specific blessings um, that you've seen uh, in how God has, uh, what God has done for you, especially through your, you know, as you're faithful to him on, on Sunday and so on. So uh, stay tuned. Uh, we will be right back with Dennis and Judy Miller talking more about um, faith and the farm. God bless. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Do you want to make sure Real Presence Radio continues to receive your support in perpetuity? This can now be accomplished by establishing an individual endowment account in your name with a minimum gift of $10,000. A distribution will be made annually in your name to assure future generations will continue to hear the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ through the mission of Real Presence Radio. To learn more about establishing an individual endowment for Real Presence Radio, a gift which will last in perpetuity, please call me, Mike Kidrowski, at 701-290-4503. State tax credits may apply in some states. Let's get started. The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings, and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street in the new Diocesan Building or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. SJ Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides quality machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, SJ Machine strives to understand and meet your production needs. Prototype to production, working together towards success. SJ Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network.
You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. I'm Father Brian Gross. We continue our conversation with Dennis and Judy Miller on faith and farming. Um, and Dennis and Judy, you said that your son is a priest for the Diocese of Fargo, correct? Dennis and Judy? Yeah, mm-hmm. correct. Yeah, so, so is, um, if you could tell, uh, you know, so how is that like when he has a bit of time off? Maybe he doesn't since he's the bishop's secretary. <laughs> but uh, when he comes back to the farm, you know, I mean, how, how do you guys experience now as farmers having a son who is a priest? What is that what is that like? And what do you think? So maybe ask, answer that question first and I'll have a follow-up for that. So what is that like for you guys as parents to have a priest come back to the farm, celebrate mass there and so on? Um, well, we've, um, we always try to start each day with the rosary and, um, you know, Father Jason comes up and sits down and you sort of wonder, well, um, do I ask him to lead or do I, do I lead? So it's a little bit of a, you know, and I, I think he enjoys a little bit of the, you know, un, uncomfortableness, you know, of uh, his parents sort of uh, looking to him. And, um, we, we have been humbly blessed to uh, this uh, COVID pandemic. Uh, Father Jason didn't have mass on Sunday, so he basically came home every, almost every Sunday during um Lent, and we were able to have Mass um, at home on Sunday, which is an uh, unbelievable blessing. Um, Father Jason was home just uh, a few days ago on his day off, and he helped me uh, let him combine corn a little bit, and I think that was a great um, break from his normal uh, daily routine. So I think he really enjoyed that. And Yeah, it's, it's an have- honor to... Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I just wanted to say we happened to see Bishop Bolda just uh, several days after Father had been here for the weekend, and he said, well, I'm glad you put him to work, and I don't want him to be getting too soft on me. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, a priest can, uh, life as a priest can get way too sort of sedentary, sitting inside of your office kind of a thing, right? And so... Um, so that's really, it's a great blessing, you know, to be able to come back out to the... Would he have been a farmer, do you think? I mean, obviously, God calls him to be a priest, but do you think he'd have been a farmer or uh, or not so much? What do you think? Um, when uh, Father Jason was, uh, he um, was not recruited to the priesthood. He um, actually uh, was getting some, he played college baseball and was getting some professional attention baseball wise and which and you know every college player does but anyway um he uh quit baseball uh went to seminary and you know however he sort of thought you know i'm not sure that um father or that i'm called to the priesthood and he said that I think I'm called to come home and farm. So after he graduated from minor seminary, and um, so I, you know, thought, wow, this is wonderful, and um, started went to see the estate planner and um, 
then he said, no, I'm, I think I'm going to be a focused missionary. And at the end of his time there, he said, no, I'm, I'm quite certain God is, is calling me to the priesthood. So, That's good. Um, but, yeah, he, Father uh, does enjoy, you know, the gardening and, and uh, working with nature like that, too. So, yeah, You don't really ever lose that, right? Yeah. That's something that, that sort of sticks with you. Um, yeah. Judy, what was your experience? of uh, Father Miller being called to the priesthood? Um, Such a tremendous blessing for our family. We're so thankful to God to have, you know, just given us such a blessing to have a son as a priest, serving him in such a unique and special and blessed way. Yeah. So does he come out and bless bless the fields? Because if he doesn't, he should. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, yeah. fly, fly. Uh, I think there's that. Um, you would fly a crop duster over the top. You know, fill it with holy oh, water. Oh, there you I go. Think, yeah. I think that'd be a that'd be a good thing to do. So, um, <clears throat> what are what are some of the stories you can tell? Uh, you know, raising your family on the farm, having uh, you know. The, I'm thinking like of some of these beautiful paintings, right, or these pictures of you know, mom and dad with the kids and dad's holding his hat and they're looking out at the, uh, looking out at the field and they're praying, their heads are bowed, you know, they're praying the Angelus at noon, you know, sort of signs like this, like anything in particular, you think back and you're like, this is a moment in my life where I know that God was very present to us. He really brought us through, um, any moments uh, like that, Judy, uh, Dennis, that, that you can uh, reflect on as you, we're raising your kids, especially there at home. Um, I, I think of one, um, maybe not such a spiritual moment, but it, I think it was in the fall of 2007, right around this time of the year, and both um, Jason at the time and John were, were home, and uh, we were combining, and we had a bumper corn crop, and John was driving trucks to the granary, and Father Jason was driving the grain carts, and everything was just working like clockwork, and and I, I came home that night, and I said, you know, if I would die tonight, I felt, I would feel like God has given me every great blessing, you know, working with my two sons like that, and, and uh, the two great young men that they are. Yeah, definitely. How, Judy, how about you? Um... Uh, some of the, the thoughts that are coming uh, to mind right now are um, when the children were young and we would try to take time to observe, observe just nature, just things that you know were before us all of the time. And, and watching my children uh, that are eyes light up and just and that expression, the expression of their face at the wonder of God's creation always so special. I, I think of uh, uh, seeing <laughs> monarchs in the house. We bring them in and feed them their the caterpillars, their milkweed, and, and watch them. And, and then, you know, as they break out to the out, through the, out of their chrysalises and, um, and, you know, then releasing them again into nature, just, just the, the, the wonder of that and the awesomeness of that and just seeing the children 
you know, not having to teach it in any way other than just experiencing it, that God is wonderful, wonderful, good, we're stewards, He uh, cares for us, His providence, His divine providence is always around us. And and also how, you know, going through trials and hardships uh, um, and seeing, coming out on the other side and seeing how God takes care of us and and makes good come from those trials. Mm-hmm. The privilege of being able to experience that with as a family and pointing it out to our children so that hopefully they can grow in their trust mm-hmm. um, uh, of, of God and of His divine providence. Yeah, I've always, you know, I've thought um, one of the reasons I think you, you guys can speak to this, we got a couple minutes left here uh, before our break with you, but, um, you know, there's there seems to be this sort of big chasm or this this great difference between uh the level of faith when you grow up say in a big city versus the level of faith when you grow up in a rural community or especially when you grow up uh, on a farm and i think part of the reason is because when you live when you grow up in a farm or a smaller community or a rural community you you're experiencing more how you do have to depend on the changing of times and seasons and and what is the weather going to be like and, and so on and so forth. Whereas when you grow up in a bigger city, really just about everything that you experience in some way you can control. Um, mm-hmm. And then as you say those, those ups and downs, uh, you experience much more of that when you're, when you're living off the land. Uh, would you guys say that? What do you think to that thought? Yeah. Um, I, I would like to share a story. Um, we'd, when we were growing up, or when the children were growing up, we were living on a small farm and or a small acreage. And I, uh, you know, was praying that, Lord, you know, if you don't want us to farm, we don't have to. I mean, we can do other things, but I would sure like to farm. And I, I prayed like that for a, a long time. And our priest at the time, one Sunday in the summer of uh, 1993, I think, gave a uh, homily on covetousness, and mm. I realized that I was covetous, and um, so I went to confession and confessed that, and within three months after that, um, after I went to confession, our, our farm tripled in size, and, and we even had $100,000 cash just basically thrown in our lap to make it happen, and uh so anyway, you know that um, you know we, we've seen God act, and it seems that if we are ready to, you know, humble ourselves before the Lord, uh, He He is more than faithful to um, support us and supply every need we have. Yes, Dennis, thank you for uh, spending uh, some time, Dennis and Judy, and really, you know, just sharing um, with us the blessings that that come from your experience, you know, being on the farm. And, and thanks for doing all, all the good work that you do for your parish personally, giving the church, giving Jesus uh, a good and holy priest and all the other good things that certainly all your family does. So um, Dennis and Judy, again, thanks a lot for, for being on um, with us. And uh, I hope everything uh, goes well, right? Especially as we transition thank into you. the winter period here. So Dennis and Judy, God thank bless you. Thank you very much, Father. Yeah. Want to say thank, thank, thank you very much. Real Presence Radio. Yeah. And uh, for the for the great tremendous blessing that they are in our 
our lives and the, and the opportunities that we have to grow in our faith through real presence. Um, and the farm having, uh, you know, quietness around us a lot. Just that real presence is like a, another friend walking alongside of us, a companion, and always uh, uh, giving us opportunity to to grow and to learn more about our faith, which is an uh, endless process. And we're so thankful for real blessed presence radio. Thank you. Thanks, Judy. Everyone, we're going to head to break. Uh, and when we come back, we're going to have about 10 minutes or so with a couple of students from St. Mary's High School here in Bismarck. And then we'll conclude the show um, with Mike uh, Kurdowski talking about um, the heart of your legacy and, and uh, being, being generous um, and you know, what does scripture say about generosity and so on. So stay tuned, everybody. We'll be right back in a minute or two. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. 